Hey James, do you think you'll live to be a hundred? Actually, yeah. With the body modifications and medical enhancements I've been paying for recently, probably. Ha, well I won't. But you know what will? What? Our show, at least episode-wise. Oh, that's right, because we're celebrating our 100th episode, episode with a spectacular live show. On Wednesday, April 17th at 8 p.m., we're pulling out all the stops with a live podcast recording at the Ossington. That's 61 Ossington Avenue, right in the heart of Toronto's Ice Cream District. There will be special guests, amazing segments, and, as always, a Fun, unforgettable game at the end. Plus, I'll be eating a hundred hamburgers in honor of the 100 episodes we'll have recorded by then. Really? Sure. Okay. So save the date. And dress to impress. Because on April 17th, we're celebrating our 100th episode in style. In a bar. Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi everybody, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host, I am Tenant Michael, and it's great to be here once again with you, James. Good to see you. Hmm. Yeah, good to see you too. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. You know, spring is really in the air here in Toronto, and it's nice, especially after the the awful winter we had. That's true, although it seems like you're having some spring allergies, as far as I can tell. Your eyes are very red. Yeah, yeah, I'm a a sniffly Sammy uh, today. Um, yeah, you've got a lot of stuff coming out of your nose. Yeah, and look at the, if you look in the corner of my mouth here... There's yeah. some, some sort of residue. It's like a whitish green oh, kind of uh, thing. Anyway, it's an impacted tooth. It's it is. Yeah. Well, sorry, that has nothing to do with spring, but that's a different, a separate uh, health challenge. But anyway, spring is here, and it's about time. Spring is like the, a rebirth, right? Babies. Uh, you know, flowers well, are Well, I growing. tell you what, when spring starts and you start seeing everybody walking around in their, uh, with no coats on, you're thinking about making babies, Michael. Well, oh. I guess uh, to, uh, we'll talk more about this off, off mic, but yes, Torontonians are wearing noticeably less clothing now that it's getting warmer, so I'm seeing all sorts of bare legs and shoulders from men and women all over the place, especially in the West End. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it's not so- sure about the East End. <laughs> oh God, yeah, they're all jeans Prudes. and jean jackets yeah. and jean hats. They're and like- I wouldn't want to see flesh from the East End either. Oh, for- good God, no! Disgusting. Um. Well. Uh, anyway, how was your week, Mike? Uh, you know, I've had better weeks. To be perfectly frank, okay, with you, even though it's spring and you know things are. Getting nicer outside. It was a rough one. Um, listeners will be aware that recently I decided that I need to incorporate more singing into my life. I'm a singer. Mm. You're born a singer or you're not, James. I don't think That's you are not a true. That's not true. But I mentioned last week that I was going to form uh, 
an acapella group comprised of the best male talent in Toronto, and we were going to call ourselves the Ho Hummers. I held some auditions. I read some. I read an announcement actually last week, um, yeah. stating the sort of qualifications I, I required. Anyway, on Saturday we held the auditions at a community center, and you know I got to say the quality of male voices in this city, James, is mind blowing. <laughs> I would put Toronto up against you know Milan or Paris or you know New York City. The men in Toronto can can sing better than all those other cities. <laughs> okay, well, and what kind of in in acapella singing? You acapella. Mean? So I had so them doing. We, a, um, we did a physical warm up. We okay. did a bunch of laps. Uh, I had them do push ups, and then we did some. And uh, how many men were were at this? Tryout? About thirty six guys showed up. Wow. Yeah, thirty six men Way showed more up. More than I thought. No, I wasn't surprised. And, uh, you know, we sang some church music and then also some jazz standards just to, to see, you know, uh, the range of the okay. talent. Okay. But unfortunately, a fine voice is not a good bandmate make. Their attitudes left a lot to be desired. Their really? Atti- their attitudes stank, to be honest. Oh, how so? Well, um, I'm looking for serious singers who want to, you know, go places. I'm talking world tours. I'm talking albums. I'm talking music videos, interviews, press junkets. And these guys, they all had, you know, something holding them back. They all had wives or girlfriends or some of them even had children. And they they couldn't commit to these seven nights a week of rehearsals that I had scheduled. And they chose their, you know, these wives, girlfriends, or children over me. So I sent them packing. What? Yeah, um, it was really too bad. The looks on their faces, they were so crushed when I, I pointed to the door and said, get out, you'll never be part of the Ho-Hummers. Anyway. Sit up tight. I'm still looking for uh, male voices, age so, 30 and over. So you had this huge turnout. Yes. All these men eager for some reason to join the Ho-Hummers, which yeah, yeah. sounds really like good. unthinkably lame. Sounds good. And you rejected them all because they have wives and girlfriends? They're not, and they're not willing to commit. So they can, frankly, kiss my ass. What is wrong with you? You're so... I can't believe no. anyone turned out, and you're rejecting it because they aren't totally pathetic? It sounds like you don't know anything about the uh, acapella scene in, in Toronto, so you're talking my God. about something you don't know about. Well, anyway. are you still going to go forward with the band? Yeah, I'm holding another round of auditions, and I'll tell listeners all about them next week. Oh my so stay tuned. God. The Ho-Hummers. Ho-Hummers. It's an interesting story. How was your week? <sighs> well... I know the dynamic is usually that your weeks are terrible and mine are great. They seem to be that way. Yeah. That seems to be the path of our lives, probably yes. until the very end of our lives. Who knows? I think yours will keep getting worse and mine will probably keep getting better just based on how things have gone so far. But unfortunately, this week was not great for me. Uh, well, in a way. Um, a lot of listeners will know um, that for March, I took part in something called Parched March. That's which right. Which is where yeah. I cut out water for the entire month. And... It was suggested to me by my new personal trainer, this man, Gaetano. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I really believed in Gaetano. I trusted Gaetano. I let Gaetano into my home. I let Gaetano plan my diet. I let Gaetano plan my workouts. I let Gaetano uh, take photos of my credit cards, um, which, uh, you know, turned out to be um, a bit of a mistake. Uh, didn't I warn you? No, what? Well, yeah, but Mike, but you don't have you don't know what you're talking about. So that was an accident that you were right. Um, you don't yeah. let an Italian guy take pictures of your credit card, James. Whatever. Point is, Parch March was a friggin' scam, and 
Nobody, apparently it's not good for you. It does not help your muscles. Gaetano is a lying idiot. And if I find him, I'm going to, I'm going to kill him. So what, what happened? He was stealing my money. He was, he was <laughs> making me unaware and, and loopy because I hadn't had water in an entire month. Right. And this freaking guy was just running up my credit cards. So what was he buying? I'm trying to imagine what... what a- you name it. Cappuccino machines. Soda streams. Really? Uh, soda stream refills, which are not cheap. It's like $25 a bottle. Um, a motorbike. Like, this guy took me to the freaking cleaners. Well... I'm so stupid. Ugh. I'm sorry to hear that this happened to you. That's awful. No one deserves this. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's just one credit card. It's like... 10 grand for me it's like nothing but still it's more just the pride of that you know to be to have been tricked by this Gaetano bastard so I assume you kicked him out of your house and he's no longer part of your life uh yeah we're getting to that I'm uh, planning on doing that when I get home after the pod he's he's crashing in the basement still it's tough he is charismatic it's not easy to disappoint him well don't give in don't give in, you know? No, I'm not going to. Uh, listen to me. When I come home tonight, I'm going to say, listen, you, this is not okay. It's tough, you know? Have you ever, I don't know, have you ever had a friend that you just, it's really tough to let down? Um, Yeah. Yeah, like a friend who's like very uh, authoritarian. Yeah. And, um, Strict. Dominant, and you yes. sort of can't, yeah. You can't yeah, and you yourself. try to say something, and he shuts you down. Yeah. Anyways. And you just quietly sort of stew. Yes. Sort of eats yes. you up. Yeah. That's right. I but at relate. least he's letting me drink water. Yeah. So March is over, and I'm drinking water. Well, things again. are improving. Thank God, I'm a fish. I'm looking forward to hearing about your first pee after you've had after you're back on water. I'll be sure to tell you. I'll send you next week. Okay. Um. Well, maybe it's time to do our segment. It is time. So, uh, this week's segment is going to be very fun. We realize we're closing in on about a hundred episodes so far. Mm-hmm. Um. And be sure to come to our live. Uh. Broad. Uh, our live episode, we're doing April 17th at the Ossington, right here yes. in Toronto. But we realize that we have a lot of uh, knowledge and wisdom that we've gained from doing this podcast so much, and we decided this week for our segment to share some of that wisdom with you, the listener. That's right, uh, and it's a segment we call The Proof is in the Potting. You want the proof? You can't handle the proof. Or the potting. <laughs> So we're each going to give a great tip to you, the listener, in case you ever want to start your own podcast. Uh, James, why don't you go first? Sure. Um, Yeah, we've been podcasting for 90-some episodes here and have definitely learned a lot. And um, one of the most important things when you're podcasting, I would say, is focusing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you've got to find your own way to focus. Mm -hmm. And um, the way I've been doing it since about episode 42, I'd say, is um, it's pretty simple. Anyone can do it. It's not expensive. Uh, it's a clothesline pin on the nipple. And uh, huh. the pain you feel helps, for me, mm-hmm. focus me in. I'm paying complete attention to the guest. I'm listening to their questions. I'm also, you know, feeling that pain slash pleasure sensation that is very important to me in my lifestyle. Um, and it helps with potting as well. So think about clamping your nipple in some way during the pod. Now, this is news to me. I didn't know you did this. Are you actually wearing a clothes peg right now on your nipple? Hell yeah. Check it out. Oh, my God. Yeah. That looks really painful. It is. It is. Mm. I know. And my left nipple is really getting stretched out from sort of attaching the the Yeah, it's long. It's almost like the length of a finger. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I know. Yeah. All right. Well, here's my first tip for listeners today who might want to get involved in the fun world of podcasts. Here's something, you know. Uh, what's more annoying than listening to a podcast and the host is going, um, um, well, uh, what else did I want to talk about? They're very indecisive. It's distracting. It doesn't make for good listening. So what you should do is script out the entire episode like we do. That's right. All of our episodes are entirely scripted out in advance. Every word is chosen for a reason. So there's nothing improvised and we can uh, make sure that we never go off topic that way. Ever. That's right. And, and we don't write it either. No, no, no. We outsource the writing to a really great uh, script writer in Trois-Rivières, Quebec. His name is Sylvain. And he is very good. He's, he's saved our butts more times than I can remember. Oh, it's always such a relief getting that FedEx with the two scripts in. Yeah. What other... Po- and he, he writes on a few podcasts, He right? writes on... Yeah, he does. And he he, uh, he does uh, Taggart and Torrens. He does Canada Land. And some of the CBC News uh, podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's weird. He, he uses FedEx to send hard copies of the script. He refuses to use email. I know. I think he's anti-technology. The mm-hmm. guy's, you know, uh, the, the new Unabomber, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works, as long as the quality remains uh, the same level. Okay. Um, here's my second podcasting tip. And, um, and that's about when a segment goes wrong. Mike, we've been mm-hmm. there. We're in a segment, and it's just not going well. Um, it's happened once or twice. That's right. Yeah. A good tip I have, if you're in a segment, and you just don't think it's working, or you think you sound lame in it, and you just don't want it to make it to the to the podcast, just say something really offensive or controversial within that segment, and then your partner will be forced to edit it out. Like, you know, mm-hmm. edit out the entire segment. Yeah. Um, remember that happened recently, Mike. We were kind of doing a segment that wasn't going well. And then yeah. I made all those uh, very controversial comments about the IRA. Remember? I do remember I that. I had some very controversial opinions and, about the IRA. And then uh, you edited the whole segment out. I did edit it out because what you said was too inflammatory. Now, do mm. you want? Could you give just like a summary uh, without getting too specific about what you said? Well, you know what? I, I want this potting, pot proof is in the potting to make it to air, so I'm not right. going to get too into it. But let's just say very controversial opinions. That's the right answer. I was trying to trick ah. you there. <laughs> got it. Yeah, but you were, I think it was pro- all right. Um, so the second tip I have for listeners is, and this is one, if, you, if you're like us, we always, uh, before recording the podcast, we go out for a big lunch and we drink a lot of water and, and soda. And sometimes nature's call, you know, comes for you. And you can't, in the middle of a podcast, say like, oh, stop recording. I got to go to the John. You know, I got to go to the can. No way. No. So to eliminate that distraction, you got to... Think creatively. That's why we, when we record, James and I are always both attached to some homemade catheters that I made. Uh, I got some plastic tubing from Canadian Tire, and I we attach the tubing to our privates with paper clips, and the other end empties into a jar. So often during a podcast, the listeners wouldn't even know it, but we're, you know, peeing away uh, the whole time, and at the end of the uh, episode, I always throw the jar away. Yeah, usually when you're walking the guest out, right? Yes, yeah, I take the jar in my one hand and I take the guest in my other hand and uh, take them to the door. And in case of a number two emergency, we also do have our chairs affixed with high-power suction bowls under the chairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some unfortunate memories of of that. Um, Do you think Marin ever stops 
potting to to take a leak? No chance. No, no chance. He he's he's so high up on the mountain. He probably takes some pill that just eliminates peeing altogether. I bet he does that. Yeah. Uh, my third and final podcasting tip is the most important thing to remember when you're podcasting is that this is an intimate bond and relationship you have with your listener. Um, it's a very special, specific kind of intimacy, and a great way to make that int- intimacy even more visceral is to try to eat while you're podcasting. The sound of the chewing and the crackling and the sucking in your mouth really lets the listener know that they're in this intimate environment with you. Right. Uh, And swallowing, too. And swallowing. Check this out. Oh, God, that was so loud. I'm not even kidding. What the hell, man? And I just saw that our listenership just (laughs) spiked. How did you do that? That was not a sound effect. I'm a pod- weird. I'm a consummate professional podcaster. Ew. Well, anyway, just last week we ate a couple of big pork chops, didn't we? During the uh, pod, With and I know plenty of applesauce. Mm. And I know that was nice for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it? Did you already do three? I think you have one more. I have one more. Okay. okay. One more bullet in the chamber. I'm going to hold that uh, to my head and pull the trigger right now. Here's my third and final podcasting tip for listeners. Be sure to give back to your fans. After all, if it wasn't for your fans, you wouldn't be here. You know, you'd be just talking into a mic into the into oblivion. And that doesn't sound very fun, does it? No. So I like to give back to the fans. James isn't so keen on it. Last week, I uh, decided, what the hell? It was a Sunday evening, and I took a train... Uh, go train to Guelph to surprise a listener named Rick. So Guelph is about like an hour and a half outside of, of Toronto on the go train. And uh, it was a Sunday evening and it was a bit late. And I arrived just as Rick and his wife were uh, turning in for the night. So they were in their uh, nightgowns and their nightcaps as I arrived. And they were like, who, uh. who are you? And I got to surprise them and say, it's me from the podcast you listen to. And they were quite a lot older than I had anticipated. They were probably late 60s, early 70s. And they, it was clear by the look on their face they hadn't been expecting me. Because, you know, why would they yeah. have? Mm. And uh, anyway, uh, I invited myself in and uh, we had a nice chat. They offered me a glass of water. And uh, I missed the last GO train, so they had to put me up for the night. And they made up the uh, the couch with a blanket and a pillow for me, and I sp- I slept, and they they served me breakfast the next morning, and uh, my back was aching. That couch was not comfortable, and I told them so the next morning over uh, breakfast. God. Before I insisted that they drive me to the GO station to get my train back to the city. Hmm. Anyway, that was a fun thing I did to reward a listener for being a fan. Okay, and that is the proof is in the potting. Well, that was fun. Please take those tips and, you know, start your own podcast. Um, Just before we wrap up the opening segment, yeah, we just want to say, what is it, April 17th, Mike? April 17th. At the Ossington in Toronto, please come to our live show. Uh, We're going to have, you know, guests booked soon, and it'll be really fun. Fun segments and a game. It'll be a lot of fun. Also, thank you so much for contributing to the Patreon. Thank God for you. Good Lord. Thank you so much. Um, And I think that's it. That's it, and we'll be right back with our guest.
And welcome back to the pod mess. Usually Michael does this part, but he pointed to me to do it. No idea why. We're, um, we're, I'm trying to shake things up this uh, episode. You know, we're getting stale. We're, oh, well, if we're getting stale, that's on you. Anyway, we're here with our guest. Um, very exciting. I was actually down in spring training uh, during the week. And uh, I always go down every year, drink with the players, party, go to clubs with them, etc. And uh, while I was hanging around the ballparks down there, I made friends with uh, this gentleman. He is a sports media personality, Andrew Zuber. Guys, it's great to be here. Thank you. Thanks for for coming coming on the show, Andrew. I'm very excited. Very nice. Now, uh, you have a popular podcast called Sportsfeld. That is true. Look at this research. Uh, yeah, yeah. We yeah. have a team this of researchers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sylvain in Quebec uh, did this <laughs> for right. us. That's right. And uh, you work for Yahoo uh, yes. on their baseball coverage. That's true. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great start seeing you down in spring training. Seeing yeah, all the guys. You know, some drinks. It was, it was nice. Did, were you impressed by how many uh, Jaeger bombs I was shooting down there with <laughs> oh, some God. of the players? Oh, yeah, me and Manny Machado at the clubs. I saw a picture of you, James, passed out, and mm-hmm. you were wearing a uh, a Jays jersey. Yeah. And you had vomited, like, yeah. red. It, yeah. I don't know what liquor that was, well, all over it, and you were passed out. It looked very uh, rough. Yeah, it was, it was at a day game, and uh, just drank too much in the sun, mm-hmm. and then actually fell asleep in the stadium. And, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew, you found me the next day, uh, yes. in the morning when you were there to do your, oh, your, your work. You were very red. You were very red. I was very red. red. <laughs> yes, I was <sighs> feeling pretty sick. Um, so we thought this episode, it could be fun to have kind of a sports-themed episode. Yeah, we usually, t- on this show, <laughs> for one reason or another, we talk a lot about music or movies. We're pushing all that aside this week, and we're just three guys talking sports. It's like we're at a sports bar, you know? I mean, Andrew, I'm going to apologize to you. Michael probably has no idea what any of this means, what any mm. sports... I, I doubt Michael has ever watched a sporting event in his life. I've watched sporting events, uh, you know, World Cup. I've watched some baseball games, but please be gentle uh, with me. Keep in <laughs> mind, I'm not a super fan like you guys. So, Andrew, you were down uh, for the Blue Jays spring training. That's true, yes. And uh, how was it? What was it like? I mean, boy, it's hot down there. Am oh, I right? it's Florida. Hot, Florida. Florida's a hot yeah. climate. Uh, they don't tell you that. Really? I'm very much still prepared for Canadian winter. I figured. <laughs> oh no! Did you show up to the well, diamond wearing the your same, parka and it's your the toque? Same time of day, right? I understand California. It's later there, so the sun is there longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. The sun goes down later in California. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it's hotter fun. there. That, that I got Florida. I assumed uh, same time, same weather. Not oh, the case. boy. Not well, uh, yeah, that's that, I would have made the same mistake. Like, the players are still wearing pants. They're not. They the players aren't in shorts. You see how you see footage. So, the, but were the players wearing their parkas or tubes? no, 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 okay. not uh, not afterwards. That's for sure. Oh, right. yeah. Can I ask one question that's really bu- been bugging me since you sat down with us in Florida? They're doing spring training. Obviously, they need to be in a warm climate. But how do they keep the alligators from getting onto the diamond and eating all the players? I mean, basic fencing. Uh, and you're not talking about the sport fencing. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be. There's a lot of sports references that he might not get. That, yeah, it's going to yeah. come up. Sport, yeah. yeah, sports fencing. Fencing is uh, it's like sword play. Oh, on yeah. guard. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you think fencers train in Florida? We're getting off topic. But do you think no, no, go ahead. is there a fencing community in Florida that practices mm. there because they need to have the heat? 
Forget it. Let's oh, talk Mike. about baseball. For the love of God. They're very so, covered up as well. So is it kind of like when you have a spring training stadium, there's just fences around it, and then outside the fence are just tons of alligators clawing to get in? Yeah, and we've all, we've all, we've all been to even community fields here in Canada. They're fenced. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's pretty standard. Uh, if you're in the crowd, I can't guarantee there won't be alligators. The players, though, alligator-free uh, in every spring training that I've you know, covered Well, thank life. God, because yeah. if not, you'd be in some trouble. Another question that's really been bugging me, Florida is, is Florida an open carry state? Oh, yeah. Do the players on the diamond in Florida, <laughs> are they packing heat? Or the, you know, what's going on? Do they well, shoot each other? All the players do wear belts. So you do have the, yeah. it is sort of, the suggestion that it could happen is there. Right. Um, the umpire, you had no idea. Umpires are wearing bulletproof vests. They're wearing... Uh, are those bulletproof? I would assume so. Wow. I would assume so. And you know what? Players have to wear those cups, those jock cups. Mm-hmm. Hey, if yeah. you're going to store a gun... Hey, You'd you store know. a gun right there. Well, you, right it's by your protected privates. by the hard casing. Right. Some of them wear stirrups as well, which is classic ankle ankle shooter, little ankle... <laughs> Oh, love that look. Reed ankle. Johnson, the Reed yeah, Johnson look. Very much so. Man, we're learning a lot about baseball here. This is excellent. So when you're down there and you're covering the games, do you go into the clubhouse? You know, you get to go in beforehand and afterwards. So Ooh. that's a yes. I okay. mean, yeah, you yeah. Do. There's a lot of gum. You're not going to lie to you. A lot of gum? Yeah, a lot of Whoa. gum. Instead of our players moving away from chewing tobacco to gum these days. I think, you know, gum's always going to be a classic. Right, yeah. right. You just so you're never going to get away from gum and seeds. It's sort of, mm. it's the magic. There is quite a bit of tobacco as well, but in terms of like things that I'm not afraid to pick up and put into my mouth, lots oh, of gum. Oh, so you're picking up the. Pl- I've got a gum or two out of oh, the. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, okay. Hopefully, okay. I don't lose my credential over that. <laughs> uh, I might have to do a discreet edit. Perhaps. Oh yeah, right, yeah, around yeah. the room, yeah. gentlemen. We can take that out. Yeah. Is there a sort of fun antagonistic back and forth between you and and the players? Because you know the press and players often can be, you know, you're asking uncomfortable questions. Do you get along with them or uh, what? I wouldn't say back and forth as much as just like forth, you know, mm-hmm, sort of okay. them on us and not so much me ever at them to their faces, you know. Okay. Right? Do they acknowledge that you're a human being? No, mm-hmm. no. Um, there is sort of like a. Similar to like a court order where they have to face us for small right. of time. Right. Right. It's like a summons. Yeah. You could think of trying to put it into like legal terms and like that someone who isn't a sports fan understand. Like they're sort of forced like to by contract. Right. See you understand, you're a landlord, you understand oh, contracts. Dude, you have to time. face people have to face you to get the rent money. Yeah. We're sort of the rent money of their jobs where they have to talk to me. So they're forced to just... They don't have to look at me, though, right? right. That's something... That, well... They're very litigious in they that They hold way. that dignity. Yeah. So I can point a microphone at them, and we can both look in other directions, but technically, they are responding to the words I'm saying. That seems It fun. feels like athletes consider the media flies buzzing around a piece of mm. poo. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Do you consider yourself is, that? I wouldn't or? say that's accurate, you know? Chicken fingers, you get a lot of that same vibe. Uh, fair enough. Actual pieces of poo, it's not the same, really. Do you get to follow them into the shower, Mike? No, I had to ask that question. That's uh, <laughs> it's been bugging me. You know, get to no. Oh, you know what I you mean? Just, do you paint yourself to look like the tiles oh, in the shower? Uh, and... A really advanced strategy that I feel like most people wouldn't come up with off the top of their heads. You know, 
I'm just going to say it, though. I didn't like that question, but it would be interesting to see them all naked. Mm. It would be, just to see these men, really? these guys at the peak of their physical yeah. form. We'll have to say, you don't have to go into the shower to see a baseball player naked. You know what I mean? They wander around the clubhouse? Some of them are pretty proud of, really? of really? their... Um, Penis? Athletic build. That's Yeah. I mean, to, wow. to shoot right through it, this guy would never... This guy would never get into one of the rooms. Mike? Oh, hell no. Clearly. You know, this is the true. The blatancy. The blat- you have to be subtle. You, know, you have to wow. be... Wow. This is true. Just I heard- in the same way we don't talk when we... We don't look at each other when we talk. Right. You also don't look at each other when you're... Wow. One of the, when you, you must have thinking. snuck a peek, though. It's, you know... I would. I heard, a, really, on a sports podcast, I heard them t- say this story that... Some reporter said that... Uh, remember Julio Franco, the baseball player? <laughs> yes. That he had, like... An upsettingly enormous penis. Mm, Nick Foles, your Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles. On the Eagles? Yeah. He has a big penis? Big dick Nick, yeah. Is that what they call him? They do. Oh, that's awful. He must hate that nickname. I'm sure, yeah. (laughs) So these guys with big penises are just wandering around like, this will be fun. I'll show the media my enormous penis. What are they doing? Getting off on this? And this is America's favorite pastime? (laughs) It's up there. Come on. Are any small, like, because I actually, to be honest, I think the sort of large flaccid penis thing is total bullshit because obviously everyone knows the grower, the grower shower thing. Of course. And just because these guys have enormous flaccid penises, it doesn't mean their erection is big. So I think that's bullshit. And I hope some of the grower athletes who have small flaccid penises start showing theirs in the clubhouse too. You know, they should, you know, how? what what are the two leagues? There's the American and National. Uh, you'll have to bear with me here. That's how they should divide the two leagues between the growers and the showers. That's the to me that seems like a good uh, way. To it go would about be it. interesting to see who, yeah, who would win, or you know, you could go circumcised or none as well. Mm. Yeah, what's the circumcision percentage you in know, major league baseball? Baseball is a very stat heavy sport. Yeah, yes. stats for just about anything. Unf- uh, that one's proprietary. That's a, that somebody owns the rights to that statistic. Oh, so it's like a Bill okay. James yeah, handbook. It's, it's a proprietary. Statistic, well, here maybe you can answer this question. Do you think again very litigious baseball? Yeah, people oh, don't expect yeah. the amount of litigiousness, but it is. We don't want to get sued, like, buddy. But you don't. Can, can I ask you a question that he can't sue us because he's dead? Do you think Babe Ruth was he circumcised or not? Mm, it's, a, it's a question of era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, hmm. I feel like not. I feel like wow, he was, uh, yeah. you know, actually, wow, it's tough. I think this he is was. Ba- one of the hot baseball debates, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Beer, him... hot dogs, and was he circumcised? Yeah. The, the Babe Ruth. I imagine him stepping up to the plate. You know, he used to point mm-hmm. and then hit a home run, stepping to the plate and pointing to his privates. <laughs> and then the audience would see whether he's circumcised or not. <laughs> so, so um, you brought up uh, food briefly there. What's the... Do you, do you get a nice spread when you're in the stadium as a media member? Do you get like fun food? You know, there are uh, there's a media meal you can mm. choose to pay mm. for. Oh, you what you have to pay for? That's it? life. You know, it's tough out Dude. there. Dude, uh, and or you can use the concessions. Oh. So I eat a lot of you know I eat probably two hundred hot dogs a year. So I would you, say probably. And you're always at different. Getting nitrates. I'm getting a lot of nitrates. It's good to have that. Yeah. I, I eat. I take nitrate pills. Keep you going. Yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta have nitrates. What? What baseball stadium has the best Frankfurter? Oh boy, you know uh, people rave about the Dodger dog. Oh in yeah, Los Angeles. Really? But there's just no way that a Los Angeles hot dog can. can no, be it's probably good. got kale on it. Right? It's uh, 
not having it is what I would say. Yeah. Have you had and you've had it? I have. I, you got. I. You know, to me, you can't go wrong with the Buffalo Bisons. Ooh, I went to a Buffalo the Bisons Buffalo game. Bison's, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Is it wings? Is it, that what they're? It's, it's a. You know, it's just a beef on weck. It's my favorite ballpark ball sandwich. On Weck? It's a it's a Buffalo regional delicacy. Beef Whoa, I've never heard of that. What is Weck? Beef on Weck. You know, it's one of those things. I I <laughs> encourage you gentlemen to take a road trip. Wow, we should go the two of us, mm, or Andrew and I can go too. <laughs> yeah, we watch some okay. baseball and not just sort of wander around the city aimlessly. Do are you a pretzel guy? Love pretzels. <laughs> I love I love a hot button salt. question. Salted salted snacks. I got it. I'll get the whole thesaurus worth oh i love those soft pretzels base food at the ball game is is fun mm-hmm. you know? even nachos mm-hmm. people eating that like badly made like cheese whiz in a nacho cup and it's called queso okay. mike it's good all right baseball seems to have the best i mean you associate base food at a baseball game more than other sports you don't mm-hmm. think of like oh i went to the old basketball game and had a hot dog <laughs> you <laughs> yes. know if you tried that you get kicked out mm. do you have you covered other sports as well besides I, I've been to a few other sporting events professionally. Mm-hmm. What I find they don't match baseball in is is pure downtime where you're just sort of alone with your thoughts. Right. Oh, yeah. Sort of um, recounting every step that you took to get to where you are. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Do you think that's why there's so much uh, food culture involved in For baseball? Sure. Because yeah. can, there's long periods of time where nothing happens. Whereas at like a hockey or basketball game, there's sort of more action. Yeah. So you that, can't eat. That's why my favorite sport is baseball because I don't, uh, Andrew, you may not know this. I'm in the tantric sex community. Mm, and Perfect for that. It's perfect for that because you continue on with your tantric session. You Check out a pitch. You continue on with your tantric session. Oh, there's a double. Continue on. Oh, ball four. You know, it's it's perfect for that. It's perfect pace for my lifestyle. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, have you had an experience? Have you had enough experience with the all you know all the sports to sort of say which sport has the nicest athletes? Oh, that's a great question. That is a good question, yeah. James. Um, you know, uh, it depends. Nicest, like to me as a media person. Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, curling is this. There's some real okay. good fellas in curling. You know, they're really? grateful you're there. I yes, think. that's probably true. Isn't it crazy that this country gives so much media attention to the game of yeah. curling? But I think it gets really high ratings. Like none. Like I've obviously never watched it, other than the Olympics. But I remember reading an article that like curling is a big deal in Canada and TV. Like I don't know who the hell is watching it. Old old people love to watch curling. Yeah. People in America, like they, they have no idea that there's no. a ton of old people up here watching oh, curling cur- like it's the NFL. You would think enough Canadians would would allow for there to be curling hotbeds in the United States. Yeah, maybe there is. Maybe in L.A. and uh, Florida, and mm. uh, you know, and they look just like dudes out of like coffee time donuts in the smoking section. Like they don't. It's crazy. Well, it's like in the UK, darts is big. Yeah, mm. it's a sport, but the guys are drinking and smoking as they play it. Yeah, that'd be neat if in curling they could smoke and drink. Maybe yeah. they should add that. I'm sure it, it wouldn't be too tough to add. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see that there was a story like a month ago that this famous dart player? There was a huge controversy <laughs> because he like. He he accused his opponent of farting. I did see the, and it was so disgusting that like they couldn't continue. And the guy's like, "If I'd fucking admit it, if I did a fart, I didn't do a fart." Yeah, and he was like, he was accused of trying to like sabotage his opponent, oh, opponent God. by f- letting one go. 
My father legitimately pitched that to me as a basketball strategy. <laughs> like if you're guarding but, someone, yes, just no fart? offensive. It was an offensive move. Ah. Whereas I would get the ball in the low post mm. and then fart as uh, evilly as I could. Like it just mm. intentionally a terrible fart. Do you think that I some... would be left alone to make a yeah? He put his layup. hands down and cover his nose. Yes, and then a free layup was yeah, the, was free the intention. Do you think that is used as a strategy in basketball? I can't imagine that mm. anybody has weaponized the fart to the... I could see, proper... remember Oliver Miller? He yeah. He done that. But the problem is, if you're going to fart in a game, you risk the pants of the chance of crapping your pants. Yes. And that's not going to be good for anybody. It's possible that that's the famous Paul Pierce wheel- wheelchair game. Oh, I don't know about this. The Paul Pierce was taken off in a wheelchair in one of the Celtics... Playoff runs. Really? Remember. Okay. And, uh, Did he look like he was injured? The, the the late internet rumor is that he may have crapped his pants. Is that true? <laughs> he got carried out in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. He was so embarrassed that he lay on the ground in, in mock pain. Oh, and my God. had his teammates. This man needs a wheelchair. Yeah. That's right. a real rumor? Got a, and he given a hero's return, of course, right. returning in a wheelchair. Oh, my God. He can God. walk. A quick wheelchair to the to the to the dressing room. A new pair of shorts. Back three pointer. It's good. Celtics win. <laughs> That's amazing. So he was wheeled off in a wheelchair, and then and like twenty minutes later was fine. Yes, absolutely. he probably did shit his pants. It's, That's crazy. There, there's a there's no wheelchair involved, unfortunately, which gives it an extra you know edge. But uh, I think there's a story about the uh, Ultimate Warrior mm. lifting oh. up a wrestler during a match. And maybe uh, crapping his pants. Really? And then having to like end the match <laughs> yes, like immediately. Yeah. And they don't have much down there to yeah. to hide the fact that something has happened. And MLB pitcher crapped his pants just last year. Who? I can't remember the name. It's a, he's a, a reliever, <laughs> and he uh, crapped his pants on the way on the way in from the. And he's like, he's like, I had to deal with it. Like, Please you, welcome to the mound. Yes. And as his music he, plays. Yeah. As he runs. <laughs> He had to just deal with it. You have to just get the outs that you're. Oh my god! Yeah. Did you see the? No, he. Uh, like no, but but you know, retrospectively, mm. you can check the video of like the way that he walked off the mound. So oh we all know the god. story of. Uh, is it Sandy? What are these Kopacks? guys eating, by the way? You know, like why are they all shitting of, their pants? It's a lot of protein. Yeah, I'm right. True. Sorry, Mike. Just like a full muscle came out of his anus. Maybe <laughs> is it Sandy Koufax who, who threw the game on LSD? No, no, no it was uh, Doc Ellis. Doc, yeah. So we know Doc, Doc Ellis. Ellis threw a game on LSD. We should know more about pitchers who crap themselves. Mm-hmm. Remember, there was a guy on the Indians who puked after. Yes, he closed yes, the game. Indeed. After like, what? He, this pitcher, like he. Finishing, I don't know if it was a common thing or it happened once, but it was like the end of the game. That was his trademark. <laughs> and he strikes out a guy, and the Indians win. And then he's like immediately pukes all over the mound like five times. It was so weird. It was like, yay, we won. Oh, must have been under stress, maybe. I don't know. Possibly, don't know. possibly hungover as well. I think. Oh, right. goes under. Estimated is how uh, drunk and high a lot of these guys must be must a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. These ball players and athletes must live wild lives of Why debauchery and yeah. alcohol. It is pretty crazy. If you were like a really good looking buff millionaire who wasn't necessarily that smart, I mean, come on, you, you'd go crazy. Especially if the game seemed easy to you, you would be like, "Well, you know what? This is true." Once I was at a fancy bar. True story. I was at a fancy bar. Okay. And, uh, the, the Phillies, I, I got, I could tell that um, 
next to me at the bar was like a dude from the Phillies. Mm. I could overhear him and I could tell he was like, because uh, they were in town to play the Blue Jays. And um, they were, he was like talking about the team and stuff. And I'm like, I think that's like a Phillies front office guy. <laughs> anyway, and then some player comes into the bar who clearly was on the team holding like a magnum of wine, mm-hmm. like like um, <laughs> like an enormous bottle of wine, okay. like a gigantic, it was like a, la- a giant, big lamp full of wine. And like, <laughs> he comes up to the guy <laughs> and sitting next to me goes, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> and then the, he ran up to his room. So it made me think like a lot of these guys might be friggin' idiots. We brought up wrestling earlier. Did you? Were you a, a wrestling fan when you? Sure. Were yeah. Absolutely. I really liked it from like the late '80s to the early Golden '90s era stuff, and then it kind of fizzled out for me. But who was your favorite wrestler? I liked Bret Hart personally. Oh yeah, yeah. The Hitman. The best there is, the best there was, the best there will be. Oh wow. Yeah. I really enjoyed the era. Yeah, of like you know um, the uh, the Bushwhackers. Mm. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Remember that big at the Sky Dome here in Toronto? Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior fight? Yes. Man. I wonder if any of them shat their pants I'm or sure puked. At some point. Oh, match. I'm sure they did. They had really funny characters back then. Remember it was like Brutus the Barber Beefcake? The guy was a wrestler and his character was he's a barber? Mm. Jake <laughs> the Snake just has a snake? The secondary job market in wrestling is... Uh, it's too bad that it's not here. They had the Repo Man whose whole job was to like yeah. repossess oh, wow. who wore a mask for some reason. Like... Do you guys not actually what a repo man does, but okay. <laughs> I, I I know a guy who who's part of the wrestling, like the indie wrestling circuit, and he showed me a, a poster for a show he's doing soon in uh, Kingston, Ontario. Brett the Hitman Hart mm. is on the card, but also do you remember Tugboat? Mm. Oh, who also yeah. who also occasionally went by Tugboat Thomas, <laughs> but then he reverted to Tugboat. Tugboat's on the bill, and also. Does this name ring a bell? Hornswoggle. Oh yeah, little, he's a little no. person. A oh no, person. who also occasionally went by Swoggle, and I because I read his Wikipedia entry this morning. Uh, also, with Impact Wrestling, was known as the Little Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> For real, was one of his names. I can visualize the character pretty easily. Oh, it's easy to imagine. Mike, when you brought up Tugboat in the early nineties, I remember you. there was two big. I mean, I don't know if this is rude. Two big, sort of big fat guys in the WWF. It was Tugboat and Earthquake. Mm-hmm. John Tenta. If you're listening at your computer, Google John Tenta Earthquake. That dude was wild looking. And I remember he sat on Hulk Hogan. And, it, <laughs> and it, that was the story was that it like destroyed Hulk Hogan's rib cage. And he was out for like six months. It's just because he's this big dude. Brother, don't let a fat guy sit on you. <laughs> They, those those guys though, because they're all big in wrestling. They, they always sure. are sitting on each other's faces. It's like a real. You have to be able to to deal with that if you want to be mental, a wrestler. It's a mental game as well. Oh. As much as it is, it's a real cerebral thing to get. Oh, through. it's the it's mental like chess. Twelfth mm-hmm. dimensional. It's like super chess. <laughs> over your head, You're lifting it over your head pieces instead of. So um, in front of you, are there any, is there anyone in uh, like an athlete or the media and sports that you met and you were like, oh, what a cool guy! I love this guy. He's way cooler than I thought. You know who it is? Is Jeremy Lin? Really, Lin Sanity. Jeremy Lin is a pretty impressive guy. Really, he went to Harvard. Oh, really, uh, wow. he's an NBA player. He's okay, a, he's an excellent chef. Damn, really? Yeah, he's uh, a very impressive, and he he does video editing and like. He makes his own videos on his own YouTube channel. Really? He's wow. a very talented, nice person. I'm just picturing him 
You know, he's how tall is he? Like six? He's like six four. Six four, mm. just like a giant giant man sitting in an editing suite, editing mm. videos. It's yeah. a cool image. He does seem like a nice guy. I saw an Instagram story he did where it was it was when Toronto was really cold, mm. and he kind of made a story. He just got traded here, and he was kind of like, "Well, it's really cold, but it's all right. I got it." Yeah, I was like, "Yes, yeah, man, you get this place, man." That yes, the, that's the vibe I would describe for Jimmy Lin. Mm. It's cold, but it's gonna be okay. Wow. Well, we can relate. I can relate to that. <laughs> Me we too. Just, it's spring now, so we've done it. Have you met Kawhi Leonard? I have not met. Well, I've been in the same room as him. Ooh. In terms of being I've met, no. You're in the same room as him, like yeah. a media event. Yeah, a... I was like a. Yeah, I was in the. What have you? The, the locker room. He's not exa- He's not a big personality, is he? Not. I would say I bet one of those guys. You know, I bet around his friends. He's yeah. pretty much the funny guy. You know, Dry. okay. He's probably the Dry funny humor. guy. Stephen yeah. Wright. What, Very, what? Yeah, Stephen Merchant. Oh, Stephen, Stephen Merchant. Merchant. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. he's tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they strike me as a similar kinds of kinds of guys. Well, you know, we're talking mm. about humor in sports. What is is there a a general uh, like athlete sense of humor? Do they tend to like a certain type of uh, comedy? Mm. Or? I would say pee and poo. If you can, get, <laughs> if you can really? get pee pee poo poo humor. You got the athletes pretty. Hard to gross them out. In. Hard to gross those guys out. You know they're hanging out right. together every day for like two hundred and ten, two hundred and twenty straight days. So they must yeah. know each other's bodily mm. functions, like and the smells and stuff. Yeah, right? a lot of time together. They Especially must start when to younger. hate each other. Yeah, I would think probably. Do you but, think? Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Mike. I'm just gonna say they're not. They're not. You know, going. Uh, reading the Borowitz report to get a laugh, for instance. <laughs> 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 not like us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet like eighty percent of baseball players are Trump people. It's hard to put a number on it, but um, the old joke used to be that the baseball locker room is is twenty four Republicans and the black guy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I would say uh, there's more Latin players, right. right? And they're yeah, but there are more Trump guys in sports. Period. Than I think you would. So, but by keep in mind these guys are rich. Yeah, right. and dumb. And rich and dumb. Even though I am a, you know, that's my vibe too, so I'm for it, but go ahead. Well, can we rank, like, from most progressive to least, the, the major sports? Sure. What Basketball's got to be the most progressive. None of them are going meeting Trump and, like, no. right. they're outspo- like uh, Pop- Greg Popovich and yeah. uh, Steve Imagine, Kerr. though, there must yeah. be, like, some... Guy, <laughs> there must be some NBA players who are <laughs> secret Trump guys, and that must be very uncomfortable for them. Mm. You know, so that's the old silent majority. So that's yeah. what they would, what they would call that. What would you? So, how would the ranking go? Basketball, basketball, most probably, yeah. And now we're talking athletes or the league they play in, right? Because mm. NFL athletes are pretty progressive, right? The, the NFL are, is like as right. bad as it gets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we can. I mean, Robert Kraft seems like a cool guy, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I've been he, to that massage parlor. He got charged. His whole life might fall apart because of a hand job. Is that what? what yeah, is yeah. Well, and is he part of hand Kraft? job and massage? Let, let I he who oh. cast the first stone. Um, okay, so right. NFL worst. The, the owners the most conservative, but the players pretty progressive. Yeah, I would say by and large they they the kneeling for the anthem and yeah. All of that. Are, but the Patriots are like the Trump team. The Patriots team. is an exception to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trump loves them. And Brady, Tom Brady had a, had a Make America Great Again hat in his locker. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. it is like, yeah, it's like the Fox news of sports, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Would you be surprised? Uh, I don't. Wanna, I don't want to go on a, on a tangent yet. So, so the so then, what about baseball and uh, hockey? Hockey I, it seems very conservative. Yeah, I would say they're those are both pretty low, right? Because they're all the players were probably like upper middle class white dudes. It's very difficult for a, a person from a yeah in, without from small without towns. without huge advantages in their right. life to become a professional hockey player. And if you're yeah. from Russia, you're just you by law have to be racist. <laughs> so you come, you, uh, you have no choice. And like they, uh, like um, Ovechkin's friends with Putin, right? Yeah, I would. I think. Uh, I, I think, think he so. Is. Yeah. Oh, how about, how about other sports? Do you think dark <laughs> players or curlers are progressive, or where, where do oh, they stand? Oh, you know, I don't know about that. Okay, so dark players. When I've, I don't know a ton about it, but mm-hmm. they seem to be big guys with shaved heads, yeah. mostly white. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're not progressive, <laughs> and they may have secret memberships in far right organizations. Oh, um. So uh, maybe we could talk about um, your podcast is called Sports Fell. Yes. And is that a reference to it is. Seinfeld? The, your subheading is, you know, the sports show about nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's sort of, it's a different vibe than, than a regular sports show. And, and, and how so? Uh, it's a lot lighter, you know. A bit of a, it's a bit of a send up, a bit of a stitch. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? Okay. A toss up. People hear sports podcasts and they think this is going to be dry. Yeah, right. This is going to be pretty. Ugh. Another one of these, they say, right? Put on something funny. Correct. <laughs> and that's where we slide in. You know, we do a lot of listener engagement. We're mm. we're we're current. We do we do tournaments and polls and oh. and things of that nature. We had a big. You'll be interested in this, I think. We had a big, very divisive, uh, big shiny tunes. Oh. Tournament. Oh, I was in. What was the best Big Shiny Tunes CD? What was the best song overall? We because the because what was the best Big Shiny Tunes CD? It comes down to: Are you a Big Shiny Tunes two person? Or are you a Big Shiny Tunes three person? That's we'll have to refresh much. our memories, perhaps. The, if about... you don't, if you don't remember these, these were compilation CDs yes, in Canada that put together music. the best alternative rock songs of the year. Big Shiny Tunes two is the number four best selling album in Canadian history. Are you kidding me? What was I'm, on there? Are there are the Foo uh, Fighters I had on it? Hundred percent. So of course you did. It had Block Rock and Beats. Like, I think. Yes, it did. It had um, uh, Song Number Two by Blur. Yep. Oh. It had uh, Walking in the Sun by Smash Mouth. Yes. Road Control by. Uh, Oh, Age of Electric. You better believe it. Is that the one that's like, where's my real You better believe it. You heard it from that album, guaranteed. I think it had uh, Holly McNarland's name. That's a name you don't hear enough these days. (laughs) Yeah, Holly McNarland. Coming up next, Uh, alternate rocker, Holly McNarland. (laughs) I think it had a Collective Soul song, too. Yeah, Shine, perhaps? Possibly. I never remember what We'd have to pull it up, but uh, Big Shiny Tunes 3 goes punch for punch with it. So that's really? the fourth best-selling yeah. album since the, since the Nielsen rating system began. It's sold. It's, I think it went double diamond. It was like one point eight million. That's mind blowing to me. Uh, it's it's them and like a bunch of Shania Twain albums. So what uh, I can tell you, big the big Shiny Tunes two playlist quickly if you guys want. Sure. Breathe by the Prodigy. May out Keith, of the gate. Uh, what's his name? Keith uh, Flint. Rest in peace. Yep, he died. That guy. Uh, it was a big influence on my style. Song two by Blur, Semi Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. It just keeps coming. You're only three songs in. Walking wow. on the Sun, Smash Mouth, Fly by Sugar Ray featuring Supercat. Right. Drinking in L.A. Brand Van Three Thousand. The Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. Numb by Holly McNarland. Swallowed by Bush. That song's good. The whole album. Push Matchbox Twenty. Lame. Pre- Precious Declaration by Collective Soul. Temptation by the Tea Party. Yeah. Oh, dude. Right. 
Rock, Block Rock and Beats by Chemical Brothers. My Old Self by Widemouth Mason. Paranoid Android by Radiohead. How the fuck did they <laughs> get the all sound these of songs? Canada. <laughs> Remote Control by Age of Electric and Lady Picture Show by Stone Temple Pilots. So in Age of Electric, were they a Canadian band? I believe they yes. were. Yes. I believe they were. So that's like the only time that the band Age of Electric and Radiohead were in like the same mm-hmm. circle. And I, you know, <laughs> uh, I would say that I would rather listen to that Age of Electric song than that Radiohead song. So wow. I'm, just to get Not that, that I don't like Radiohead, but that Bold. remote control by Age that of Electric. That song is good. If you've never heard that, Google it. I'm just going to read a stat here um, from uh, Wikipedia. The best-selling album of the series was Big Shiny Tunes 2, as you said, which was certified diamond in Canada, 1 million units sold on March 25th, 1998. 1 million copies of that. Wow. Yeah. And that was that was just when it reached diamond, right? It, that, that's, Damn. It went beyond that. Sorry, I just re- realized I guess we're just fully copying your podcast. No, right no. This is, it gives you an idea of how divisive some of our stuff it can is, be. And just some highlights of Big Shiny Tunes 3. But... Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Please, please, no. I was just going to say the ne- the other album, "The Way" by Fastball. Mm-hmm. Oh, Remember that one? My, My Hero by Foo Fighters. That's forget about it. That's a classic. It's Although good. I think Everlong is better. Yes. Apparitions, Matthew Good Band. Love mm. that song. Closing time, Semisonic. One week by the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> Dragula by Rob Zombie. Yeah. Bare Naked Ladies and Rob Zombie on the same <laughs> yeah. compilation. Space Lords on there too. Oh, Space Lord Mother. Who's mother. It was a uh, monster. Magnet? Monster Magnet. Yeah. Right. What a weird name. And and did your listeners? Sorry if I already we asked this. 64, we did a, around March Madness. Right. We did a sixty-four song tournament what was the big the wow. biggest shiniest song that's yeah. a great idea and what one i can't reveal that we're oh, doing oh, 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 then i have to listen to the podcast promotion. Oh, yeah. you know you can't give away everything you know what i mean worst two songs on big shiny tunes three are iris by goo goo dolls and fly away by lenny kravitz oh. those both <laughs> suck goo goo doll song is it, that's good Oh, I hate that song. Mm. Do Remember they that play one? Goo Goo Dolls? If you go to a game in Buffalo, you with hockey it. or baseball, yeah. oh, they're you from Buffalo, right? Yeah. I, w- I mean, I'm going to do a brag here. I was in LA and I was at a Whole Foods and I saw the lead singer of the Goo Goo Dolls in a Whole Foods. What was he buying? Honestly, he was in the fruit section, hmm. but he, was sa- he had the same haircut. You could tell it was really? him. He looked older, but you know when rock stars get older and they just they look exactly the same, just their face faces become drier and withered. Yeah. Um, do they play in Buffalo? Because so because uh, we're, so. we're talking about Buffalo, they play Goo Goo Dolls for games. Do they also play other artists from Buffalo? Like maybe like uh, Welcome Here Are Your Buffalo Sabers. They play Ani DeFranco or uh, Cannibal <laughs> Corpse, perhaps. <laughs> Are those Buffalo artists? Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know Cannibal Corpse was from Buffalo. Yeah, and Ani DeFranco and uh, and Goo Goo Dolls, and apparently they all hang out at the same bar a lot together in Buffalo. Wow. How about that? Eat some chicken wings. I would, I would assume they eat chicken wings together. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Sportsfeld, Seinfeld. Were you a big Seinfeld yeah, nut? for sure. For sure. Who do you see yourself as on the pod? Are you Jerry, Elaine, Kramer, George, uh, Newman? I think I'm probably the Jerry of the podcast. Okay. Mm. Generally, uh, you know, things going generally well for me a lot of the time. Mm. But I'm also mostly... A foil for things to happen around me, right? right? Jerry's very rarely is the issue in the episode. Jerry's issue. You're right. People just come to him to talk about it, right? Right. He's, he's one of the locations of the show. Mm. People are always coming in and out of the doors, right? Mm. So who'd be your next door neighbor or friend? Who's your co-host on the? On my, the show? my co-host Jake mm-hmm. is. Uh, he's great. Jake Goldsby's a great co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Doesn't quite have a Kramer energy though, mm. you know. 
But no, <clears throat> and there's only one George, right? There can only be one. Yeah. Well, I could see in, in this, say, of the three of us. He almost has like an Elaine energy. Is that wrong? You, is that, you think Mike Belazzo has an Elaine energy? No. Oh, Jake. Oh, you're, oh, you're, you're, yeah. you're a co-host. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I get that. Well, yeah. Elaine was always cool. Yeah, she show. was cool. Cool and like a very free spirit. Yeah. Sponge worthy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> who, <laughs> who of the three of us? Like, I think Mike. Mike's got to be a George, I guess. I yeah, mean, he's got for the worst sure. Life. For just yeah. Just well, I'm like, taller than George. Nothing ever goes right for George, and he's exactly. constantly doing like dumb things to harm himself in the long run. I'm, I'm taller say, than George. I'm going to say of the three of us, Andrew, you're the Jerry. Mike is the George, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say I am the hot girl Jerry's dating. Mm. Like different each episode. Oh. Just because okay. you know what I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, I'm quite a the eye. I'm, I'm the eye candy. Yeah, and there've been quite a roster of women play that role. Yeah, Courtney Cox, Courtney Cox, Terry yeah. Hatcher. They're you... real and they're fantastic. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny you should mention that, James, because to me, I didn't really realize it till right now. You do remind me of a blend of Terry Hatcher and Corey Ho- uh, Cox. You said Corey Cox. Sorry. That sounds like a male <laughs> porn actor. You do remind me of a blend of. Terry Hatcher and Courtney Cox. <laughs> well, I could see that. I've got sort of, you know, dark hair and yeah. Um, who else? Who else made uh, guest spots on Seinfeld? Uh, memorable ones. Uh, Charlotte from Sex in the City was the one. Uh, right. Oh yeah. Dropped a toothbrush in the toilet. Uh, Mel Torme. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. What, what would you say was the worst episode of Seinfeld you could remember? The one where they went to the Puerto Rican parade, I remember, I was, was notoriously thing, bad, yeah. and they well, they don't them. show it anymore in syndication because there was yeah. such an outcry from the Puerto Rican community. Yeah, that's not a good one. Um, what was another one that wasn't very good? Um, maybe some of, some of the first couple of episodes, For sure. they were leaning a bit hard on the "it's truly about nothing" in a way that was maybe too much because that... it wasn't really about nothing after a while. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> oh dear God. Um, are there any uh, what other uh, are there what other ninety uh, sitcoms were you uh, oh b- big fans of? I mean, it w- how could any sports writer to this day not say that you know everyone loves Raymond didn't influence a whole generation of it? I looked at this guy's life and I saw his parents live right across the Christmas Street. Perfect, right? Wife and kids yeah. gets to yeah. watch all the sports. And don't forget life. this guy, Raymond, big dumb brother. Oh right? yeah. yeah, let me do it again. Raymond. That's good, Mike. So That's it's a good. Brad Garrett impression right there. Brad yes. Garrett. So, yeah, Ray uh, Romano on that show played a uh, sportscaster. Uh, yeah. Sports writer. Sports writer. Sports writer. He's the newspaper writer, if I remember wow. correctly. Wow. Imagine if they rebooted it today. He'd be, like, laid off by the newspaper, and he'd have to go, like, freelance. Yeah, he'd be and... blogging. Yeah, he'd probably have a podcast. Oh, God. Yeah. Bring it back. Yeah. But yeah, watching that show, you were like, I want to oh, have this Oh, how did you not want to be Ray Barone? Everyone loves Raymond. Mm, right. Yeah. How yeah, did you not true. sub your own name into that? Everyone loves Andrew. Everyone loves James. Yeah, it's true. I always thought he was lucky in his relationship. His wife, I guess that's in every sitcom that you're always like, how did that guy get that amazing, cool wife? Like, King of Queens? Are you kidding mm. me? Kevin James is a loser. And his wife... Um, I'm blanking on her name. I want to say Leah Remini. Leah Remini. Le- Leah Remini. Has the Scientology is, is debunking show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's into Scientology. No, no, no not anymore. She oh, has good. A oh, show good. Debunking Actually, Scientology. Actually, to be frank, I, I'm curious about Scientology, so I would be prefer if she was still in it. But um, yeah, I guess that's just an obvious trope that the right dumbass guy is. It true babe. though that 
sports personalities attract uh, beautiful women, and you're all like, you know, no, uh, I, I doubt that. Can't walk down the street without women chasing well, after you. I mean, there's some advantages, you know what I mean? Right. I guess. I am definitely not available on Saturdays and Sundays because of games. So that's, you know, and usually Friday nights as well. So you, oh, you find a lady who likes to go out on a nice Tuesday. You out mm-hmm. on a Tuesday night. Tuesday day. Someone else would be like, hey, that guy's out tonight too. He must be either unemployed or in the biz. Wow. So do you consider your... Industry night. A little wink and, a little wink and nod for you fellas. Oh, yes. You, Monday, Tuesday evenings. Industry <laughs> night. Ooh. Do you consider baseball your mistress? Yeah. I think it's more of a muse. I would say more of a muse. Mm. Sort of just like fil- I can filter my true self through it. Well, it kind of you know? revs your engine, probably. Yeah. It's like how you say, hey, it's okay to flirt because if you bring that en- with someone else, if you bring that energy home to the bedroom with your husband or wife. <laughs> so for maybe it's like baseball. It's like you're mm-hmm. flirting with it and then you bring that energy to yeah. your, you know. You know, a traditional trope is people like think about baseball to become unhorny. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Couldn't disagree more with that strategy. <laughs> to become unhorny. <laughs> Couldn't disagree more with that. That's the backwards yeah, so you right? try Think about not... baseball pre-horny to get ready. Yeah, and in the when you're Without getting saying intimate. too much. Yeah, no, I mean? no, wow. I'm, I'm with I you. I'm with you. Implicit the rest of that sentence. Yeah, you you know run down the 1992 Blue Jays mm-hmm. roster. You got Sprague at Keep third. Talking, right? You got Fernandez at yeah. short. Oh boy, can you make yourself climax? Just thinking about no. I mean stats. that's that's wizardry. I, I find that to be a myth. Brad, you know, there's some friction. Some friction. No, for sure. I've, I. This is something I would I've say in my into. case, considerable friction. Okay. You know? Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I've really looked into this. You know, I've taken classes on um, mind control. You know, ejaculation, and it's. You're I, taking I, classes on mind control ejaculation. Yes. Uh, just, just for convenience's sake, it would be nice, okay. you know, to not have to do any wear and tear and uh i i don't i don't buy it i don't think there's some people right. who say they can pull it off um just to get back to your podcast uh how long have you been going how many episodes are you in oh boy we're in the mid 80s oh shit yeah, man. come up on 90 yeah it was about the same yeah it uh but it's had a couple stunted runs like we started it way back in 2014 oh god truthfully yeah and then we went on we had sort of Working with a producer at the place we were working at the time, and then he was laid off, and we had no way to produce the show. And then we tried to do it organically, and it was just uh, the production hassle of it was was just too much to handle. Mm, yeah, fair enough. It was a lot of we were just sort of three of us huddled around one microphone, and the audio quality. That's how we started. We started yeah. now. You go back to our old apps. Yeah, Woof. just a blue yeti in the middle of the table. Blue yeti, boom, right? Damn. Yeah, on the circle setting, so it picks up the whole room. That's the that's the yeah. one. Yeah. But now look at you guys. You get the mixers and the mics. Oh, we've got mixers. Yeah. We've got mics. We're in the same spot now, so oh, it's, it's an easier cool. production. So we're happy to. Do you guys wear headphones? And do you have uh, cans. pop filters? We ca- cans. We call them cans. Oh, industry parlance. Jargons. Yeah, I love industry it. parlance. And do you have a Patreon or do you have no Patreon? Uh, we did we did that oh, the dude. second go round, and it was too much pressure to make extra content uh, we, that we didn't want to actually do. So are you on a network or just we totally have a network. independent? Yeah, we have a network. Okay. Wow, very um, cool. Can we be on the network? A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can put in word. I can put in word. Please, please. Well, um, Andrew, we do a small segment at the end of the podcast. It's a game. I love So games. maybe we could take a short break That's and come back. All about games. me out to the ball. Oh. Anyway, yeah, so if uh, if we could take a short break and come back with the game, if that sounds good. Awesome. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Sadly, it's our third and final segment, 
But on a positive note, that means it's time for the game. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. Yes, and um, very exciting game uh, we're playing here today with Andrew Zuber. The uh, Zoobs, or your friend the Zoobs on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, it's, it's the Zoobs. And yeah, what's your, your Twitter handle? Uh, the underscore Zoops. And if you're a sports fan, follow. What is the uh, origin of your surname? Just before we continue, uh, Zuber. It's it's German for bathtub maker. Oh my Zuber. god, that's yeah. cool! Wow. Yeah, it is a wild last name to be. But like honest. Saskatchewan German, not like German German. Like, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Bathtub maker. Mm-hmm. Um. Hey. Rub a dub dub, three men in a tub. <laughs> uh, so, so the game today uh, is going to be sports related because we've got Andrew here. So uh, we thought um, our game could be called uh, the Landlord and Tenant Podmas Presents. Come up with a new mascot for the Toronto Blue Jays. Baseball season is is underway. A new season mm-hmm. is here, and the Blue Jays are playing. Teams all over the North America are playing here, and um and and we wanted to have new mascot, a new mascot for the team. Because right now, and for the past what decade, the mascot for the Jays has been a man named Ace, mm-hmm. a bird. A very, yeah, not, not only a man. Well, it's, yeah. a, it's a Blue Jay, but a very stern, uh, you know, humorless looking. Blue Jay, who comes out during the seventh inning stretch and kind of just glares at the crowd. It's a it's a truly lame mascot, and Ace. you know what? Yeah, and I just said this uh, when we were when we were on our break. But a coffee shop around the corner from here, I go to a lot. The guy who runs the coffee shop told me he created Ace, the, the mascot. That's true. And it's just a Blue Jay. It's just a Blue Jay who, yeah, is a bit. So is he God? <laughs> Great question. Created birds and animals. Great question. So we're we're going to come up with a new mascot because look at the, the Philadelphia Flyers have that gritty thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, people I love, love gritty. Yeah. yeah. Remember on the Expos had uh, who was it? Yuppie. Yuppie, right? Who is now with the Habs? Oh, is that right? Yeah. How about the San Diego Chicken? Yeah, the Phoenix Suns Gorilla. I've never heard of that. It's a gorilla. Phoenix oh. Suns Gorilla. You uh, as you know, children of the '90s. I think if you. Picture in your head a gorilla wearing a Phoenix Suns jersey dunking a basketball. You'd be like, wait a minute, I have seen that. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, the Toronto Raptors good. Uh, the, the Toronto Raptors Raptor is good. Remember yes. he eats the cheerleader yeah. kind yes. of thing? That's scary when that happens. Oh, Mike. It's Put not, on a diaper. Also, not to be too <laughs> critical, but it's a little on the nose. I mean, they're called the Raptors and it's just a rap. And, you know, whatever. Well, what do you want to... Uh, anyway, whatever. So let's begin the game. Um, Mike, uh, what would your... Blue Jays' new mascot be? So, after I had Ace sent to jail and sentenced to death for not being a fun mascot, um, I would sit in my laboratory and I'd come up with a fun new mascot for the Blue Jays. And, um, well, actually, it wouldn't be fun, but it would be a socially conscious mascot that would raise awareness about a real... Here we go. Just hear me out. It would raise awareness about a real and growing problem in Toronto and Doug Ford's Ontario in general, and that is the specter of homelessness. Ugh. Over the past few years, I've noticed anyone walking around Toronto, you've noticed that the homeless problem has grown into an epidemic. Uh, there are camps all over the city, even in front of this apartment building. 
So imagine this. It's the seventh inning stretch, and they say, uh, we, they sing Take Me Out of the Ball Game, and then they bring out the mascot, and it's a plush uh, tw- like figure of 20 homeless people all together huddling in a, uh, in a men's shelter. Mike, for the love of God. And they it's would- supposed to be a fun day out with your, you know, like ha- not worry about the problems in life and just watch it- a baseball game. Not Well, the game is fun, but they could raise awareness. I mean, they could, ha- they could be silly. <laughs> the homeless mascot could still be silly and fun, but it would still raise awareness. Right. So that's and it it would be called uh I guess I have to give it a name, right? It would be called um the blight. Ugh. So would it be one suit with just a bunch of like a one suit that a bunch of men fit into? Like a bunch of men would all get into the same suit. Like you know those like uh horse costumes where it has like right. one guy in the front, one one guy so in the back. Just be... This would be twenty men oh, inside so a suit. Uncomfortable in there and hard to walk around. I bet. All right. Um, well, that was good. <laughs> Should I go next? Sure. Um, I, I think th- if the Blue Jays get a new mascot, you know, they've got to do something that represents, like, you know, something really popular about Toronto right now that's really resonating with a lot of people. And um, probably one of the biggest celebrities to come out of Toronto these days uh, is probably uh, Professor Jordan Peterson. So, like, oh, I, I'm, God. Oh, I'm just suggesting, you know, a mascot of Jordan Peterson. Uh, but he's but he's kind of got a big head and big googly eyes and uh, maybe a funny uh, cape or something and he wanders around the the crowd maybe in the seventh inning stretch he gives a you know ten minute long speech about uh, the you know role of men in today's society and um, you know throws some t shirts into the crowd. My God! Well, you that's know, it's awful. Hey, it's you know he's a big Toronto celebrity at this point. I mean, he is, but not for the. Right reasons. Hmm. Well, look, it's not that easy, you know, coming up with a mascot. It's not easy. Andrew! That's how you end up opening a coffee shop, you know what I mean? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, good point. No kidding, man. Uh, you know, I've been uh, really happy this question got asked, actually. Oh, good. Because I've been something that I think when I think Toronto, mm-hmm. I see this everywhere I go, uptown, downtown, midtown, east okay. and west end. Okay. Uh, all the construction. Ooh, baby. Oh, did they, be, did they be finished the city by now? You know? <laughs> yeah. Still building so much. Yeah. So let's go with the cranes, not the bird. Oh, right. Like a big yellow crane. And right. we have we have a local celebrity. Remember Crane Girl? Do we ever? Yes. Do we ever? Um, Good podcast guest, possibly. That's guys, true. Well, Mike and I were talking. Crane talk- Girl and or the Chair Girl. Well, Mike and I were talking recently. I, I, uh, I'm i good buddies with the Chair Girl, mm. and uh, I actually filmed the video that went viral. Was, I heard she'd been bullied. She got bullied well, yeah, man, she's great. And yeah. her and I have a great time. It's too bad. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always thought Mike had more in common with Crane Girl, and I had more in I common do, yes. with Chair Girl. But uh, yeah. for those of you who don't know, yeah, Crane Girl was a, a young woman in Toronto who climbed up a crane for no reason and had to be rescued. And it made the news for a full week in mm. Toronto, yeah. and then everyone was mad because they were like... She should be sent to jail because she cost the city $90,000 to get her off a crane. Seems like a high price, but... Uh, alternately, if crane isn't your thing, uh, Flying Beers would be a nice, like, Sunday team. The Toronto Flying Beers. Flying Beers. Flying Beers. A Sunday team? You know, like a nice... You know, alternate, you know like an alternate jersey. Oh, yeah. Flying yeah, Beers. So, like, on Sunday, they're the Toronto Flying Beers. I like that. And what does Flying Beer refer to? Well, there's a couple... In, like, uh, in 2015, a, a baby <laughs> was hit by oh, a Flying right. Beer. <laughs> I right. forgot about that. Somebody in the 100 section whose baby oh, was attending a playoff game. For the was love hit of the God. Yeah. And then the next year, uh, that 
uh, National Post employee in left field. Chucked threw a beer a, and hit. Chucked uh, a beer right into the. A Baltimore Orioles player. Yeah, during play. Like a full can yeah, of beer? Uh, uh, I think yeah. it was like a, one of those plastic cups. Yeah, oh, God. his life lids. got ruined. Yeah. You know, people think it's, uh, Canadian, you know, Toronto sports fans are probably like, Oh, we don't want to do anything, but I feel like we're like the we'll nastiest. Beer. Yeah, we'll chuck a beer. Like at that that playoff game when the Blue Jays beat the when Bautista did the bat flip. Mm-hmm. When that game went, like that was chaos in the sky yeah. dome until yeah. the bat flip. That game was about flying beer. Yeah, you're right. If Bautista didn't hit that home run, I feel like they would have murdered. Like yeah. people would have been sacrificed, did, baby injured. Like, yeah, <laughs> would be the yeah. front page news. And yeah, did the was the baby okay? It's hard to say. It's hard to remember. Controversial opinion here. Yeah, but don't, but I feel like people for Blue Jays games drive in from like you know Aurelia and Peterborough and stuff. Not exactly like, the cream of society's <laughs> crop. Like, you know what I mean? Like and be like, let's fucking tear this place down, eh? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's my read on it. But those, yeah, Jay's games like that, madness. Yeah. So I like Flying Beers is a nice alternate. That is to a cranes. really good one. Really and would they good have one. like... Um, Easy to sponsor the uh, mascot hey, as well. Absolutely. Like Aramark. Molson. can have their pick. Oh, Aramark, yes. The catering company or whatever that runs this guy. <laughs> and you can have like a, a mascot baby as well just sitting mm-hmm. there and the Flying Beer just hurls himself <laughs> at the baby. Our friend uh, Hornswoggle could play that role. As the- <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> or Warwick Davis. Work Davis, yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. if Hornswoggle's busy. Yes. Whew, well, that's fun stuff. Good game. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it, hey? Mm. Yeah. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. We really I appreciate it. Such a great time. This was guys. really thank fun. Any predictions for the season? I know oh, it's early, yeah. but are the Jays going to go all the way and win the World Series this year? I think, <laughs> I think a safe bet. Mm. Your guys are gamblers. I am. I would, I would say they play all 162 this year. Okay. 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 We're getting a little inside info here. Uh, from what I've seen at spring and the early part of the season, mm. it's going to be a full year team. Okay. Excellent. Exclusive content. You heard it here first, folks. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Check thank out you. Sportsfeld. Follow Andrew on Twitter. Where, is there a Sportsfeld uh, Twitter or yeah, Facebook? Twitter or? and Instagram. Uh, Damn, Instagram too. Yeah, that's maybe where we, we do all the polls. Damn, maybe we should get on that, Mike. Polls. Yeah. You can go live on Instagram. Uh, we do Instagram Lives as well oh, for mailbags. Why don't we do this stuff? I don't know. All right, well, come we're on. not. Yeah, we don't have a network. You keep growing. You know what I mean? You're constantly growing is the key. Growers versus showers. <laughs> full circle. Full circle. Now let's all hit the showers together and put this podcast to okay, bed. Okay, no, no, I'm not going to have a shower here. Um, all right, well, that's it. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Thank Mike. You. Thank you. Bye. This is annoying to me, but but uh, before we bring on our next guest, you had a segment you wanted to do? Yeah, so. Um, I'm, uh, do you guys know about baseball? The game of baseball? Of course they do, Michael. So, in baseball, because in the seventh inning, they take a little pause, the seventh inning stretch, uh, to get every, give everyone a chance to stretch their bones and sort of take a breather. And I thought it'd be fun, uh, at, at this point in the show, if we did a sort of seventh inning stretch, and what's the thing everyone knows that they do during the seventh inning stretch? They sing... Take me out of the ball game. Sashi fucking got it. And so James James and I are going to sing a special version of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. uh, Don't want to sing this. About what we do, and you're all welcome to sing along if you can uh, guess the lyrics. Uh, So here we go. Seventh inning stretch and maestro, please. I'm not singing. Sing it with me, James. This is going to be wonderful. 
me out to the podcast. Take me out to the pod. Everyone, buy me some earbuds and leave me be. Joe Rogan, Mark Marin, and The Daily. And it's download pods from the Wi-Fi. Be sure to rate and review. For it's James, one, two, a three, four, five, six, and the old pod. James, what the hell? I'm not going to sing that. That is so lame.